0: It's, it's human to err, to forgive is divine. It is human to err, but to forgive is divine. Think about how you made mistakes that you have might have hurt someone, or you might be thinking about how somebody has hurt you. Yet now, think about this. How did you handle that pain or that hurt? Did you forgive that person? Or you holding a grudge? Or maybe how you hurt somebody and you're feeling guilty right now or have you asked for forgiveness? How do you handle your mistakes? In life we're going to make mistakes. It's human error. We're going to mess up. But the thing that makes the difference is how will you handle your mistakes? Will you face your mistakes? Will you Deal with them, or will you act like there's nothing wrong? In our lives, we have to make choices. And when we make the wrong choice, we have to decide, will I acknowledge I made the wrong choice? Will I admit to somebody else I made the wrong choice? Will I even admit to myself I made the wrong choice? Will I even admit to God I made the wrong choice? Or will I just continue on and just act like nothing ever happened? We can live a fake life. We can live a surreal life. We can put on a front as if everything's all right and still living in error. Or we can face our mistakes and realize I have to admit I was wrong. I have to admit to others I I am wrong. And I have to admit to God that I was wrong. The choice is yours. As we continue on looking at Matthew, 21st chapter, we're going to look at the next day when Jesus was in Jerusalem. Picking up at verse 28 and look here and see that Jesus is teaching to the Pharisees are questioning him on whose authority he comes and by what authority. But the problem here with the Pharisees is that they're not willing to admit they're wrong. And I want us to see the problems we run into when we don't face our mistakes. Matthew 21st chapter, starting at verse 28 to verse 46, we are looking at two parables Jesus is teaching with uh, verse 28 begins, what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two <laughs> did what his father wanted? The first, they answered, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Th- then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants, they beat one killed another, stoned a third, then he sent other servants to them more than the first, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end. they replied. And he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he was a prophet. Facing my mistakes, I need to admit to myself I am wrong. And face on mistakes. I have to admit I am wrong. You have to admit you are wrong. The Pharisees right here could not admit they were wrong. They 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 asking Jesus on whose authority has come. So Jesus said, "Hi, here's my answer." He he asked them, said, On what authority did John the Baptist come?" Uh, the Pharisees and the chief priests were scared to answer. They said, "If we say yes." We, 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 we will be admitting something we don't want to admit. And if we say no, uh, the people get mad at us because they believe he was a prophet. So we'll just say, we don't know. And so Jesus says, well, now I won't tell you on what authority I came. But I'll give you this parable here. And what I like how Jesus gives them the parable here. He leaves it up to them to interpret what it means at the end of each parable. He asked them a question. The first one he asked, which one did what his father asked? They all answered the first. And then Jesus summarized it for them and said, look, you didn't believe the first. John the Baptist, when he came, you didn't believe him. And now you're trying to challenge me, but you didn't believe the first one that came. And you can't even admit you're wrong. i tell you this, the prostitutes and the tax collectors, you know, those people you despise, uh, those people you talk about, those people you criticize, who you think you're better than, they're going to come into the kingdom of God before you because they can admit they're wrong. They can face their mistakes. Uh, It's hard sometimes to admit you're wrong when you know you're wrong and you don't want to be right. You know how those people are, how they can't admit they're wrong, so they just stay quiet? By me being quiet, that lets you know I'm wrong, right? No. I know you're wrong when you say I'm sorry. I know you're wrong when you say, I apologize. I know you're wrong when you say, I am wrong. Because I know you're wrong and you know you're wrong. You don't say you're wrong. Does not mean you have admitted that you're wrong. You see here, we had the first son who was wrong. He had to admit to himself he was wrong. And then he went and did what his father asked him to do. Some of us have to face our mistakes and stop trying to hide from them. You need, you need to go ahead and say, I, I was wrong by not telling the truth. I, I was wrong in how I treated you. I, I was wrong by, by stealing. I was wrong from cheating on my income taxes. Hello, somebody. I was wrong for, for doing the things I should not do. So I need to go ahead and fess up. All right, All right. the, the saying goes of facing the music. I, I did a little research on to find out where this phrase came from. I've heard a couple of stories. One story I, I read in a book. I can't remember which book it was, but it said that uh, this gentleman played in the orchestra, and he couldn't play worth a dime, so he acted like he could play, and he bragged how good he was. And So the emperor said, hey, I want you to do a solo. <laughs> Became so scared that he killed himself because he couldn't face the music. The other one I found was how in the army it says that it was believed that those who were being court-martialed, those who did wrong, would be, would be ch- given their charges to a drum beat. And then we get the same from them, that they would drum up charges. And how they had to face the music, how they had to walk out facing the drums, hearing all of the wrong things that they have done. Some of us are so scared of facing the music that we just die on our own. But there's liberty in facing the music. Jesus says, look here, the tax collectors and the prostitutes will enter the kingdom of God before you because you can't even admit that you're wrong. You, you can't even admit on whose authority I come on. You can't even agree. I, I came for you, but you are rejecting me. And since you rejected me, you're rejecting my father. And that's why. The people you despise are ahead of you. You know how the saying goes that you see people saying, say, don't talk about my glory till you know my story. You know, some people want to be where you are, but they don't know how to get there. Because they see you where you are, they think, if I just do what you do, but they don't know what you've been through. And, and there's another saying, say, so you could tell somebody how much of a t- trials and tribulations they've been through, by how shallow they're shouting That person that doesn't have a shallow shot can well out and don't care who's looking at them because they know what they've been through. They know the troubles that they've seen. They, they'll be just like that woman coming crying and wiping Jesus' feet because I know I'm a sinner. And, and Jesus, I thank you that you forgive me. They may be just like that. Or, or they will pour out something out of an expensive alabaster bottle, pour it on Jesus' head and say, hey, i give you everything that I have because you've done so much for me. I just got to shout and tell about it. Have you been there before that something been so good that you just try to call and tell everybody? Even they didn't want to listen, you told them anyway. <laughs> so that's all right. I'm going to tell it. Tell it everybody. I don't know. Have, have you been there before? You just call, email, and we know now they text the email, text message everybody, say so I can have some good news. And if you don't like it, that's all right. I'm going to tell it anyway. These... Task collectors and these prostitutes and all these sinners that were with Jesus were looked down upon by the chief priests and the Pharisees, but they have been exalted because they accepted Jesus. As their Lord and Savior, we have to admit to ourselves we've been, we're wrong. We have to admit to ourselves I, I made mistakes. We have to admit to ourselves that we've been going the wrong way. We have to admit to ourselves that I have been making error after error in my life. And once I admit it to myself, I need to go and take it to the Lord. Facing our mistakes, I have to admit to myself first and foremost. I, I can't be lying and go tell someone else, yeah, I'm wrong, when well, you don't believe it yourself. There's people that's out there that they say, yeah, 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 but they don't really believe it themselves. And, and doesn't that hurt when you love them and you're trying to share with them, but they just yesing you in the face? And you know that it's going in one ear and right out the other. And you see it because the next day you see them doing the same old thing, acting like nothing's changed. It's just horrible. Why? Because they're like that second son. They say, I will, but they won't do. God calls us to fully surrender to him. Jesus talked about how they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Where's your heart? Have you surrendered? Have you admitted that Jesus is Lord of your life? Because when you admit that Jesus is Lord of your life, you're not ashamed of your past. Because Pharisees and chief priests alike, people that will come and say, hey, I, I remember what you used to do. I remember how you used to live. They will bring up your dirt. And you know, you know what you can tell them? You can keep on sweeping. You might find some more. But I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So it doesn't matter what you say. There's dirt all over my body. But I'm glad that God sees past my faults. He sees past my sins and my transgressions, all because of the blood of Jesus. So I'm glad that you see me one way, but the Father sees me another way. You may see me as a sinner, but I see myself, too, as a sinner. We agree on that. But I want to share you something here, that through Jesus' eyes, God now sees me as his son. And Jesus now sees me as a friend. And Jesus also sees me as an heir, a co laborer with him in the ministry. So I'm not concerned about how you see me because I see myself as a sinner, too. But now I realize that i made mistakes. And I'm willing to admit my mistakes. Can you admit yours? You're talking about me. Can you admit yours? Can, can you tell me what you've done wrong? Oh, you scared about that now, nah, huh? It's all about me right now. See, that's the problem. We live in a world, we want to judge others, but we don't look at ourselves. Right. We got to admit our own mistakes. Then we have to take them to the Lord. Don't, don't try to point out somebody else's mistakes. How the, say, oh, the old saying goes, when you point at somebody else, you got three, four, three or four fingers pointing back at you. My thumb usually out this way, so maybe it's just three sometimes. I try to, I try to limit the pressure. But yet, when you're concerned about pointing at somebody, or you're trying to take the focus off of, off of you, you're failing to learn the lesson. The Pharisees and the chief priests were failing to learn the lesson. Jesus was trying to drive it home to them with this first parable about the father and the son. And he hit them hard. He said, you, do you know that the chief priests and the Pharisees, do you know that the tax collectors and the prostitutes, yeah, you know, the skunk, the, the people you don't care about, the people you talk about nowadays, the people that make the tabloids and the news that we talk, how bad they are, say, those people, those people who I love, who I'm dying, going to die for, they will enter the kingdom of heaven before you. And, and so he said, okay, let me give you another one. He said, there was a landowner who planted a vineyard, and in and looking at this, see, see. He planted the vineyard, he rented it out to farmers, and when it was time for him to collect his fruit, his fruit, uh, these ungrateful people decided that we're gonna keep what's not ours. And we gonna do it by any means necessary. We'll beat down who we ever see to it, we'll kill him too if we can. And that wasn't enough. They beat down even more that came. And so the landowner said, You know what? I'm going to give them another chance. Another chance. I- I'm going to give them an opportunity to face their mistakes, to repent and change their mind. I'll, I'll give them another chance. They-, they didn't catch it the first two times, but you know what? I- I'm merciful and I'm gracious. I- I'll give them one more time. That's how God is gives us chance after chance. gives us another opportunity to face our mistakes. We sing the song, come to Jesus while you have time. I, 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 you know, grace is involved in a time. Think about by grace we have been saved. If we, did, if we die before we've come to know Jesus, oh my goodness. But because of his grace, we cannot take another day just for granted. Another day is another opportunity of God's grace. We read in Romans, just as sin increased, grace abounds even more. By his grace and his mercy, we make it. And so, God is, Jesus is showing this in this parable, this landowner saying, look, I'm going to give you another opportunity. I'll send my son. He's thinking, that uh, the landowner is thinking, they will not treat my son like they treat those servants, but woe a unrepentant heart, how wicked it can be. That's why we have to be careful in not facing our mistakes, how hardened we get. Why is that? Because if we st- stay angry, we stay jealous, we stay prideful, those things will just eat us up. They will explode in us and then it's too late. We need to catch them right away. You need to handle your your pride by complimenting those that are doing a job better than you. I'll I'll say that again, that went over some people's heads. To handle your pride, you need to compliment people that are doing a job better than you. You may think you can do a better job, but go ahead and congratulate them saying you're doing a fine job. Swallow your pride. And do it this way. Don't do it publicly, do it privately. Don't try to show off in front of people. Because then that person that you're complimenting, they already know that you don't mean it. Because you never said it to me privately. My mom can say I'm proud of my son to the school, but we whooping me at home, I know she didn't mean it when she said it in front of the school. (laughs) But if my mom says she's proud of me at home, it just adds on when she says it publicly in the school. So that's why I know what comes when my mom says she's proud of me. I know she means it because she told me that when there's nobody else around. When she's not trying to impress anybody, she just wants me to know how much he loves and appreciates me. That's the same way you got to take that time or that pride and let that person know, you know what? I appreciate you. That jealously you have. Go ahead and let it go. That person has something that you don't have. That's right. They have what you don't have. Acknowledge that. Don't hate them for it. Don't try to up them and put yourself in a debt. Put yourself in problems you don't want to be in. Just go ahead and say, it's just not for me. We have anger. Want to pay people back. Don't want to admit that I should forgive. But instead you want to see, how can I cause more pain in their life? Mm -hmm. And by you trying to cause more pain in their life, all you're doing is putting more pain in your life. It blows up in your face. See how it blew up in these tenants' face. They saw the sun and said, you know what? we have come this far. Why turn back now? Let's kill him and it, it'll be ours. How blind we are of the true future when we try to gratify ourselves. Because we find that the Pharisees knew the outcome. You see that? Jesus asked them, what is the landowner going to do? When he shows up, Jesus asked this. He didn't say it. The Pharisee said, oh, those wretches is going to come to a residency. I-, I like that because they told on themselves. Yeah. Amen. Because you see, later on, they said they realized he was talking about us. <laughs> How powerful the truth is. How it hits you where it counts. It may not be so right away. But the truth will hit you. It hit them so hard. They couldn't admit they were wrong. Instead, they tried to say, how can we kill him? But we can't do it now because too many people around him that like him. One thing we can gain from this and facing our mistakes, that we admit to ourselves we're wrong, and then we admit to Jesus that we're wrong, we can now show to others how we've been redeemed. You see here they couldn't show anybody because they weren't changed they haven't been changed they didn't change their minds but yet the tax collectors and the prostitutes can show people I've changed how I used to live I, 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 I'm no longer doing the things that are outside of his will and, and if I am, I'm working on stopping these things. That That's how we should be in our life and facing our mistakes. We're not trying to brag, we're not trying to boast, but we say, Jesus, I'm trying daily to change but yet, don't be like the Pharisees, get caught up and so swelled up that you can't admit you're wrong instead of trying to, to change your ways, you're trying to change the person that's telling you you're wrong. Amen. That's what we try to do. We try to change people to agree with us when we know we're wrong. And what I call that just a line. Not justification, but just a line. (laughs) The reason why is I only did this because. And what really hurts me is when you let people know how they hurt you you and you apologize to them, they have an excuse why they hurt you. I only did it because I know why you did it. That's why it hurt me. I'm asking you not to do it again. But I only did it because, meaning this, I'm going to do it again. I'm not going to face my mistake. I can't admit to you that I'm wrong. I was right in what I was doing when I did it. No, you are wrong. We got to realize that when I hurt somebody, when I sin against God, I got to go ahead and admit I was wrong. Jesus is making it easy for us. Why? Because he became sin. For us, he became a sin offering for us for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And because of that, we can be confident in that when I admit to myself I'm wrong and I confess Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, I can walk with confidence knowing that I am a changed person. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm no longer that old person that's to live in those old ways. But behold, all things have become new. How did they become new? Because when I confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that awesome, powerful Holy Spirit came within me. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me from God and telling me, Sam, you need to stop doing what you're doing. Don't say those things anymore. Don't go those places anymore. Get those things out of your house. Go ahead and admit you're wrong. Go and tell your friends, I don't do those things anymore. And, and if your friends can't get it, guess what? God will give you some new friends. Can anybody testify? We, we, we don't need to place our dependency on people who do not care about your eternal destination. Because they're only concerned about what they can get right now. We should be concerned about not what's going on right now. About what's going to go on forever. And since we we need to be concerned about what's going on forever, because we are now citizens in the kingdom of God, he is looking for people to produce his fruit. Jesus says in verse 45 to 46, he says, when the chief priest, I'm sorry, verse 43. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people who will produce its fruit. God wants us to face our mistakes so we can see the error of our ways and produce fruit. That means looking at a garden. You see weeds in a garden. Weeds will choke up plants and flowers. You may see some snails and worms, all kinds of stuff in there that might be eating away your pretty flowers. Some of those things you have to remove in order for your plants to properly grow. So you need to remove some of those things that in there that should not be in there so that it can produce the fruits you want. And then and, and I think about this, it reminds me of the story I read in, uh, behind Christmas in uh, the Emperor's New Clothes. You know, the emperor just couldn't face that he might, have, he might be ignorant and stupid. So he said, no, I, I like the clothes. Y'all know how the story goes? These swindlers came and said, I'm going to make you a new garment. And only those who are ignorant and dumb won't see this new garment. So the king, uh, he said, you know what? Uh, I don't want people to think I'm ignorant and stupid. So uh, I, I see these clothes, even though I don't feel anything on me. <laughs> all right, all right. Even though I see my skin. Even though I see that I'm naked, but I don't want to act like I'm dumb or stupid, so I'm going to act like I'm intelligent. But as we know how the story ends, a little child that knows the truth, speaks the truth, and says he's naked, then everybody starts laughing because they know the truth. But when you can't face the truth, you'll be laughed at. Because why? Those people didn't care about you in the first place. Because if they did care about you, they would have told you. We need to realize that we can't rely on people around us to help us get where we want to be. We have to fully trust Jesus and realize we are a sinner. And admit admit to Jesus that you are Lord of my life. And show your change to others. Face your mistakes. Face your mistakes. Make it an about face. Repent. Change your lifestyle. Change your life habits. And see how you will be able to produce fruit in your life. Because you're no longer walking in sin. But you're following after Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, to someone here who realized that they've been making mistakes in their lives, that they've been sinning and falling short of the glory of God, for all of sin, fall short of the glory of God, I want to share with you right now that God loves you so much that he sent Jesus on the cross to die on the cross for your sins. And he rose again on the third day and if you believe that, you have received eternal life. You can be just like the text says about the prostitute task like that you'll be able to enter the kingdom of God. Because you're allowing Jesus to be ahead of your life and you're following him. We, we want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. Just repeat after me. Just, if this is you, just repeat after me saying, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose again from the grave on the third day. And Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And Jesus, I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. This is my prayer. Amen. Amen.